follow us on our Twitter handle at Campus Radio KE and Instagram handle at Campus Radio underscore KE. Attention, please! Attention, please! This feel like the whole entire world collapse! Emmanuel Joseph. Oma. Opemo. Opemo. Yeah. I, I didn't know you had a Joseph somewhere there. That's my baptismal name. I was baptized back then in 2008, I think at class 5. And I was given the name Emmanuel Joseph. You were baptized at class 5? Yeah. Class 5, you barely knew how to write your name. Did That's you know according, to you. <laughs> That's <laughs> according to you. That's according to you. Yeah, it's been a Um I think I, st- I, I visited a, what we call a group of school first. So that one gave me a leeway of knowing things other than, you know, after that I went to to public school after, you know, amassing all this knowledge and blah, blah. Yeah. And that's how it starts. Okay. Yes. So w- uh, when did you, c- like, how did the decision for you to become baptized? Like, what was the... The decision for me to become baptized. Yeah, I think at, it's at a young age, I mean, at 11. Yeah. I think I you're at 11 at that time, at class 5, right? Yeah. You know, um, I'm one person who is raised from a family of a Christian background. And therefore, I was taught the values of Christ at a very young age. I attended, um, I think, my Bible's, my, what we call Sunday school. Mm. Yeah, at AIC, that is Mombasa, uh, somewhere called Changamwe. Yes, near Bokole, Apokaribu. Yeah, that's where I started all. And then at home, we guys were attending Free Pentecostal Fellowship Church in Kenya. Now, that's when I was baptized. I think we start, we got at home before the 2007 general election and that's where our life started at home to seven mpaka leo okay yeah that um, was i was in class four but then to seven okay uh i don't know how to phrase these <laughs> have you ever, have you ever thought of wondered because you started off as an aic right mm. then you went pentecostal mm. At a, like, how did that reshape your view of religion? Uh, that one did not reshape my view okay. of religion because actually I was a young, I was I was a young child, uh-huh. just trying out things. And of course, in Mombasa, definitely we guys didn't have free Pentecostal fellowship church in Kenya okay. because it is it is a home church, you know. Yeah, there's something called a home church where your mothers and parents and grandfathers do used to worship. Okay. So they worship at free Pentecostal church, you know. So when we get, got back to the village, then we had to actually get to Free Pentecostal Fellowship Church. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's that's really something. No, of course. Beca- because I mean, most guys change their churches from from the you know the, the, the like you call it home church <laughs> 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 to something else. Yeah. So currently, Ouma is uh, what do you do, Ouma? Currently. No, no, no. I know. I am. A, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I am a student at Kenyatta University. Oh, yeah. That okay. is a, a fourth year, four point two. But besides that, um, a news anchor, yeah, and a news reporter at KUTV. I report news just to tell the stories. Uh-huh. Uh, in as if nobody has always told the story. Yeah, wow. just the best way possible. For what? For you to tell the story, like no one has ever told the story. <laughs> <laughs> Why do that? <laughs> like it's okay. 
producer before I end uh, he'll, 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 he'll read the news <laughs> I don't know I mean today 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 we yeah, will get a we get a, a, a you know just a simple draft a love you just do it are we gonna do that okay yes, no. I have to do that yeah you have to <laughs> no like you have to validate so fourth year very soon you're joining the uh getting out to, into the job market how does that make you feel I have heard of all those kind of things. It feels good by the way getting into the job market because this is when you will realize how life outside institutions are and maybe you will this will help you actually bond with the outside world okay. and of course build your value as a responsible citizen of this country. Okay. Yeah. So you feel like you're ready to to build the nation. I'm ready to build the nation even though we have started up started but I'm ready to move it to the next level. Damn, you know I admire your confidence. I wish like every <laughs> other young person would be damn feeling heat in here. Yeah, we have to. We have to. There's no other way. When you look at when you look at uh the unemployment rate, mm. does it some way scare you? Okay, I I need to clarify this. Okay. We don't have statistics as far as unemployment rate is concerned you sure yeah okay. uh, we don't have official statistics that's what i mean i uh, actually i've seen other statistics putting it to 30% 46 you know actually it's not that high come to think of, it's actually yeah, yeah. at 9 point something according to world bank i don't think but world bank has released statistics <laughs> in that respect but if it did i think yesterday because i've not visited that site <laughs> But again, uh, of course, unemployment. When you talk to many youth in the country, of course, they are they are they are unemployed. And when you get into business a little bit more, there are numerous kind of employment which I don't want to talk about right now. But going with the fact that they are unemployed, then mm-hmm. it makes them vulnerable to actually get into you know things like drug addiction, things like crime, and many more. You know. So I think the government can maybe come in handy and uh, the Jubilee government did tell us that it will create a million jobs for the youth. I don't know where that is but maybe they should do more. Okay. Yeah, when I fuck fanya mengi zaidi because uh, we are cha- our universities or rather uh, vocational training institutions are chanting out chanting out of the thousands if not hundreds of graduates every year and This one goes to around I think a million. So just come to think of it we are releasing 1 million people to the job market and our 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 what the white collar jobs that these guys you know are actually out yearning to get are not there, you know. So some of them retreat to the villages, you know, just going there doing nothing, you know, mm. of value. And we were not taught to be that way. Yeah. Our some of the things that we guys learn in school is that we get into the job market and make sure that we be productive not dependents mm. yeah all right so we don't need statistics to to know that there's an unemployment issue in the Crisis, country yeah yes we don't need statistics yeah. i mean every other every other young person, person is crying them, about it yeah, well Yes, there is a problem. If you if you get to the extremes are uh, people making yeah. placards and standing along y- yes, just to say, road that, yeah, to say that they're looking for a for job, a job. I think that's a crisis. It's a crisis that's indeed. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying that Jubilee government the other time was it Kanzedena who said they had created some a million million jobs? No, that's PR ban. <laughs> <laughs> 
So make sure whatever you say here itaribu kazi yako. I have to say that out loud. You know Kenyatta University oh, TV oh, is, a, is a <laughs> sorry. Sorry for that. No, no, it's oh, PR. Yeah. Okay. It's PR. Let's call it for what it is. <laughs> there are no jobs. Let's be honest. Actually, we have an authority for unemployment. Yeah, I saw that. I think it was created <laughs> by by uh, it was a motion by Nairobi Senator Sakaja and uh, Someone called Mary Wamboy was appointed to head that docket. Apparently, the court decided that she doesn't have enough qualifications to hold the docket. So, it is quite right now. It is in a in a state of quagmire. You know, we don't know how it is going to work. But listening to S- Senator Sakaja on how he was articulating how this thing will go, go is going to work is that go um, linking the youth to the job market that is making sure that it knows all the employment opportunities and making like linking the employer to the employee yeah but uh, that sounds to me like any other job job website out there yeah as you may put it but that's what sakaja said anyway so i don't have any other information on uh, on matters on that docket but we hope so so technically the authority was just knowing that you're unemployed <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but uh, as i have told you yeah. but if maybe we can we can come up with with uh, with some powers just to give this this authority it's called national employment employment authority i don't know one of those or one whatever yeah but if we can strategize and see how this this authority uh gives these youth relevant jobs you know just uh for example we have got the N- N- nita mm. it's called nita these are these are uh, nini a docket in the government called nita so basically this nita uh takes university students and college students and link them for internship at government institutions mm-hmm. you know so i think if a national um, an employ- national employment authority could do something of that ca- of that sort and assure them of jobs going forward i think we our country will be will be high at some point i'm just thinking mm. um you see like you said yes universities vocational training tvet yeah tvet yeah colleges they're churning out thousands and thousands of youth of youths yes um but then even if we have even if we create a linking think of a linking like a pipe yeah Th- technically that's what it is it's a pipe yes so if there is no water at ndakaini but you have a pipe to nairobi yeah technically we still do not have water yes right so in this case what we have is assuming in this case the jobs yeah are ndakaini <laughs> and the people it's linking to Yeah. are the guys in Nairobi. Yes. So if we have thousands no now assuming the Nairobi guys are the university graduates. Yeah. If we have thousands coming out but then Dakaini keeps on learning, running low. Are we still Okay, like technically this is the question. How can we solve because I don't think linking guys is really creating opportunities yes but the question is how can we create more opportunities creation of most opportunities i think is simple we guys need to be more entrepreneurial minded uh, that is we should not come out of the universities or our learning institutions as job seekers but rather than job creators for example if i i 
I go to the market and I spot what we call in business a market niche, what is basically a market gap, a gap in the market. So I sort on how to fill that. And in so doing, therefore, it will generate revenue to myself. And I may be able to employ one or two guys as we go along. Yeah. How is it? <laughs> I'm just looking at, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think entrepreneurship can definitely ease in the burden um, of unemployment. Yes. Because then instead of me going to write CVs and sending them to yeah. places, I'll actually create value in the market. Yeah. And in turn, maybe hopefully employ, constantly keep on increasing the, the number of guys I work with. Yes. Why are we creating this assumption that every other young person out there yeah. can actually do? Entrepreneurship is not easy. Like we need to, we need to tell people the truth. <laughs> we need to tell people easy. the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Identifying a market need is not waking up and knowing I can do that. Mm. You've identified the need. You need the right skills to actually implement. Sure. I'm not saying that young people uh, do not have skills. They do. Yeah. But most of the skills that I think we do have are theoretical. And one of the one of the one of the challenges that we have, in fact, as unemployment is, companies say that the youth who are coming out, they actually do not have the right skills to do the work. Now, have, you, have, you, have, you, have you actually had that? No, I've, no, have you had I've that? Had the have you had this, this narrative? Yeah, I've, 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 I've had the narrative. But again, the question is: Did these people who the companies are actually saying that they are uh, half baked or lack the requisite skills? Did they attend internship? Let's start from there. Did okay. they went for the the what we call practice in teaching? It's called teaching practice. Mm. We have internship and uh, there's another one called attachment. You know, so this is a program in the university. If you've been there, that allows you to deviate from all the theory that you do in class to go and actually interact skillfully with what you're being taught and in the job market. Yeah. So if you actually, if you're an accountant, then, for example, you'll be, you will make sure that you get an internship in an accounting firm and see what those guys do. And it runs for three months, by the way, uh, during the long holidays, you see how they do, how they carry out the things so that when you finish school, then you come out uh, an inning. Uh, a well a full baked, a full baked. <laughs> and that's notwithstanding even after that the government has rolled i think rolled a plan that after after university after university education then a student should actually go for six month internship uh, i think they should be given some stipend i don't know how much is that but that is that is a rule that is coming up you know so students will never be called half baked now they will be fully baked that. Great way of looking at it. Yeah. So when I think if the the country goes that way, and if of course the introduction of the competency-based curriculum, I think those are some of the steps, few steps to the right direction. Okay. Yeah. To managing the the unemployment suckers. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. To some extent. Mm. It really does. Now to a more economical question, and uh, I'm actually I'm actually glad that you're an economics student. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. guys, Emmanuel 4.2 <laughs> Economics Statistics, Kenyatta University. Yes, I want us to look at. Let us look at the economy. Yeah, and I want us to look at now that you've said that uh, if we get this rule that says go for internship, then then you get paid. Will our economy sustain that? So. 
um, let's give it a figure. We have a million university students. Yeah. Right? Hypothetically. Yeah. Uh, let's pay them. How much is it to stay in Gara, where most students stay? It's I don't about know. 8K, <laughs> 10K, right? Yes. Uh, house rent. And, and and once you've sorted rent, yeah, you're good to go. You're Maybe good food. To go. So so let's say let's say we pay these interns say 15K or 18 or let's do 20. Yeah. Because of inflation again. Yes. Do you feel how what sort of implication will that have to the economy? So technically, yeah, 20,000 a month. That's a hundred. Uh, for one person, that's about 240. Yes. Uh, now let's do a million students Yeah. who are undertaking. How much is that? That's a, those are a lot of zeros. <laughs> 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 those are a lot of zeros. Yes. That actually think so, it surpasses our budget. So let, 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 let me just say this yeah. before you continue. Mm. Uh, the government doesn't print money. Yes. Let's start from there. Mm. And therefore... Anything that can't be accounted for is harmful to the economy. Let's, let's, uh, any money that you cannot account for, any money that is that doesn't warrant production, is harmful to the economy. Mm. You know, so like for you, just for example, if if you you can't have the power to print money, <laughs> but you don't have anyway. <laughs> <laughs> have you, you been to my place? I don't know, but <laughs> let's assume that way. Right. So. Today, if let's take a look at our budget, three mm. point something trillion. Yes. We have a deficit of about six hundred six hundred billion. Couple, yeah, mm. couple of billions there. Mm. But each, if what what I I actually know is that the government budgets for its things. It's it does it just doesn't give it like uh, hey you know we need to pay these guys checks blah blah you know the government strategize you know. So, for example, as for me, I think uh, the the money that will be paid to the graduate, it may have a ripple effect to the economy, but not so much, because um, it will actually increase the purchasing power of the youth that will have otherwise been um, unemployed, mm. and uh, it will it will um, even give a the the landlords yeah the mm. landlords will have some money in their pockets right yes. so that one will actually uh, raise their living standards mm. going forward no so those are some of maybe the the small effects mm -hmm. that it may have to the economy but moving forward um, it doesn't ma have so much it doesn't have a negative effect to the economy okay yes you getting so, it yeah I'm, I'm i'm totally understanding yeah I, I see the point if when when young people have a purchasing power yes it's very important it's very important but then i'm looking at it at the same time as an increase in impl inflation no no in, in increase in inflation comes in uh, i think there's some 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 factors we need to put okay. on when we when we talk about inflation mm. um because we have two types of inflation and anyway. mm. we have got the, the, the cost inflation and then the pool inflation so in both in both situation we have uh, what we call a, a rise in, in prices mm. you know so this is whereby we have the monanchi have more money in their pockets yes you know yes and uh, the law of demand and supply. Oh my goodness! All these things. Yes, yes, yes. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> the law of demand and supply. supply yes. Yeah, says that if um, if the the demand of something increases, mm. uh, then I think supply should increase. Yes. If the demand increases, supply should increase. Mm. Yes. No, no, no. If if the demand 
increases no it talks about the, the price. prices yes the pri- the price. Price, yes, yeah? yes, yes so if the demand of something incre- increases then the prices shoot yes you know yes so if the prices shoot then and these guys have like a lot of a lot of nini a lot a lot of things in the market a lot of money in their pocket then there is something the suppliers of the goods won't be able to sustain the yes, demand, the demand yes. you know yes so and uh, that one will create some misbalance in the market you see that and therefore some inflation but i i i, I think um the government has always been uh, very has always been at hand through the central bank by creating what we call floor prices and uh, what we call what selling prices just to protect the consumer and the and the buyer mm. the consumer and uh, the person who buys who sells the good yes as the in producer ca- yeah. yeah so that you can't buy you can't set a price past a given level mm. so that one in it contains inflation yeah okay yes yeah just the same now um yeah, until you achieve equilibrium. You know, when you started <laughs> when you started explaining the supply and demand curve, so my head was just like was just like trying to create the the, the graph. You know, you can never explain it without the graph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm looking at 240 billion mm. every year. Yes. Put in the hands of students. Yeah. And like you said, mm. that then increases their purchasing power, power. or rather their ability to demand to for dem- commodity. Yes. Because now they have the money, they can bu- they can they can buy a phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For crying out loud, yes, no. yes, yes. <laughs> Don't you see that as as a way in which then inflation will be? Because now, if if the, if if the, if you have two hundred and forty billion that you're putting in the market, yeah, like you said, budgeted. If you're putting these two hundred and forty billion in the market, so you have one million people who have the ability to stay all in Gara. Mm. Which means the supply of houses will not be able to be sustained. Mm. Technically, meaning the prices of houses will go up. Will rise, yeah. Mm. Don't you see that being? I, I don't see. I don't see <laughs> any, any about that. Any any big deal about that? Because actually, the money that these guys are having are produced. You know, they are not just just some money. They, they have. They, they, there is some production element associated with this money. You know, it is not any other money that was borrowed outside there and then just, uh, ca- you, for example, if you see what what had did happen in Zimbabwe, mm. you know, mm-hmm. maybe, do you know that? No, I'm not maybe sure. Just go ahead. Yeah, let go me ahead. Tell, tell, you. Me, tell me. So the Zimbabwe <coughs> government did print oh, oh, a lot oh, of money. You said Zimbabwe, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Losing the value of it, okay. So Keep going. the money actually, it, it <coughs> lost value not because... There was the, the the money actually did lose value in itself as far according to the market rates, but because there was no production associated with the money, you have to work for you to get money. No, so if the money that the government is is will be spending uh, to the general public is a money that has a production value attached to it, then it will not have any effect, be it negatively or positively to the economy. But if it is money that doesn't have any real value, you know, there's, there's what we call an intrinsic value of money, the real value of money, mm. then I think it may be maybe having uh, on some effects, maybe negative effects to the economy. Okay. But at this point, I don't think so. 
what do you mean uh, real quick what do you mean by intrinsic value of money the real value of money mm-hmm. for example um i don't have uh, just check you can just your just <laughs> check your pocket and if i can hold it so this guy has an interest this wallet is fat <laughs> <laughs> so for example yes this, this is a, ah. a <laughs> are you for real no i'm i'm giving examples <laughs> okay yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll you don't have a note i have you, let's use a note. I cannot see that. You can see this. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry for that. <laughs> Let me show you. Producer, does this guy pull out a, so a, a is, coin in his studio? This is a piece of paper. Yes. Yeah? Yes. So the intrinsic <coughs> value of this piece of paper is 200. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I mean by intrinsic let me, let me value. The paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's called the intrinsic value, the value attached to that paper. To that paper. Yeah. So it's whatever that is printed on top of it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. The same way, this one, this this is silver. Yes. Yeah. So this silver is one shilling is attached to that silver. So okay. the the intrinsic value of that silver is one bob. Okay. If you melt that silver and go and resell it, its value is less than one shilling. But is it actually silver? What, what is this material? It's usually very shiny. I think it's silver. You're telling me if I melt these, it will be less valuable than a shilling. Than a shilling. I that one know. I can tell you for it's free. If it's silver? Yes. What is the value of silver? <laughs> I don't know, but what I'm telling <laughs> you is the truth. You can check that. But I can melt it and sell it as a silver medal. Yeah, but its value is lower than a shilling. Lower than one Kenyan shilling. Why can't it be higher? <laughs> yeah? Why can't it be? It cannot be higher because there is... When you when you th- when you read about money and uh, and the policies around it all, then you will find that if this if this thing if um, you melt this and this val the value will be more than one shilling, then people will actually take all the coins that they have and melt them and convert them to money. So that's the reason why I think the nini the the there's some terms that I use. I think that it just slipped my mind, but the intrinsic value of money should always be higher than the than value the of the thing the that it is created on. Okay, yes. I, 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 you can keep that, I can keep this. I oh, not really, you come on. Let, let me keep that. Uma. What's up? So those are some of the things that, you know, when okay. we talk about matters economy, we mm. need to put into consideration. <coughs> okay. Matters of production, very important. Matters of consumption, equally important. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right, going back to our student uh, analogy. Yeah. If uh, you see, um, how does the ma- government budget? Does it does it first of all budget in terms of what do we need? Okay. Yeah. Then we figure out how do we make this money. Yeah. Okay. I, is that how? Usually, when you're making your own budget, is usually you what budget you need, your priorities. First. Yes, your priorities. It's, yes. And then once you make money, you you start. Uh, uh, activating them more. yes yes now for the government that is always like do they budget they first of all budget yeah. then they go look for money without making any adjustment so that's why we have now uh, cases whereby you find the Kenya Revenue Authority trying to impose or introduce new taxation policies so what happens here mm-hmm. is uh, the government has has got a fiscal year of one year yes. running from June, from 1st July to 30th June. June, you know? <laughs> yeah. So what happens is they budget fast, you know? Just check on what we guys need and how much money should be at, uh, should be allocated to which ministry and which department, you know? Mm. So these ministries actually always do their own budget first. 
wanafanya budget yao mm. everything like the counties and blah blah so after that they present the same to the treasury okay yeah so the treasury actually looks into their budget and this one this one is done before the source of where the money or the revenue will come from is known you know so after that the the treasury department will present the same to the parliament if the parliament approves the same yeah then the treasury will come and say hey we need three our budget is 3.3 trillion mm-hmm. trillion shillings mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. where will we get the money mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. that's where the conversation of where we'll get the money sta- starts okay. okay yeah okay so it's usually a reverse sort of yes you know like for us we know if you're working you know your salary so you work <laughs> within that well the government or uh, the government has numerous things and projects to make to mm. do so i think the 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 estimations mm-hmm. of the of the budget are always like uh, not higher so much or not lower so much but just within the the, the mm-hmm. Nini, mm-hmm. how it will how the it will ex, ex, ex to, how we, uh, on the expenditure okay yeah okay. because one thing that they always do is mm-hmm. to ex, uh, prepare to compare the current budget mm-hmm. and the previous budget mm-hmm. before doing the final budget okay yes makes a lot of sense <laughs> but then do you find it sort of um i don't know if weird is the right term yeah but do you find it quite interesting that um that is the case because then that means ke- you know when parliament approves something mm. like what we had recently yes when um uh, the other time when the government had uh uh the government had, uh, no they had this budget and they were supposed to increase fuel tax and stuff fuel yeah parliament approves it and all that yes that then adds a pinch to the taxpayers of course yes it has to is there a way we can sort out our issues and and still ensure that monenchi is happy how can we balance this how can we balance economic um government expenditure as compared to monenchi's taxation um let's start from here okay. we have to agree to pay taxes if we don't then our country will crumble into poverty you know so maybe there's some of the the things for example fuel tax fuel uh, prices mm. they may they fuel kenya doesn't manufacture fuel yeah it imports the same Of course I saw the other day when we had mined I think 100 bar- barrel of oil it was exported. So I think we are we, we have started to get into the right direction but um, some refining the refining nini tools should be put in place so that we refine our own oil and use our own oil. Now that is a discussion for another day. But come to think come to it that Kenya imports oil therefore the market price that is the international market price of fuel do affect us directly so if the market fuel uh, the market price of fuel increases internationally it has to trickle down to kenya whether we like it or not you know and that one will have a ripple effect to your purchasing power because there's nothing that comes on board minus oil we need to transport these things and you'll pay for the cost of transportation you need to move from one place to another and you'll have to pay an extra coin for the extra coin that is on the fuel prices you know use matatu right even if you have your own car like you will have to 
chuck in a little bit more to have your car fueled, you know? Yeah. So the fact that we have all these, for example, an increase in price of fuel, I think those ones are influenced with the international market power rather than our own markets here in Kenya. How do countries like Tanzania, Uganda, Rwanda mm. maintain their prices on the low despite them also being dependent on the compared to Kenya? Are you Ooh. sure Uganda is yes. low? I don't think so. Compared to Kenya. Uh, because Uganda imports oil through via Kenya. Mombasa. Yes. Yeah, so I think that one will Let, be let's a check. Bit higher. Let's check. What I know is that Ethiopia's oil is very low. Yes. That one I know. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe because it is an Arab country uh, and maybe they have some kind of a memorandum of understanding be, be, uh, between them and the Gulf countries, you know, the Gulf that produces the oil. Mm-hmm. I think that one may, may be a factor. But but again, um, even us as a country, the parliament, of course, is to blame because some of some of these taxes maybe are imposed by the government to increase their revenue so that they can finance the budget. Okay. Yeah. So it's more of the government. Not more of the no, government. Parliament, parliament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, what is three thousand six hundred in Kenya shilling? Ninety-eight, Bob. 98 bob. Yeah. It's relatively the same. Like uh, right now, how much do you buy? 101, that is kerosene. I think uh, DSL is about Petrol is. Petrol, I think just check on that. I think this was petrol. Actually, it ranged, it ranged, it ranged, um, petrol ranged from 3,350 to 3,600. That is Uganda. Yeah. So, Uganda shillings. Yeah, this is Uganda shilling. Yeah. Convert that to Kenyan shilling should be about 98 bob. 98 bob. So, but yeah, exactly. Even if it's 98 bob, Mm. even if it's that, you know, when it comes to oil, a shilling is a is a huge difference. Yeah, yeah I get that. And, and this oil is passing through our port. Yeah, it passes it passes through our port. But again, you know, the, we have to we have to agree. Eh? Kenya Kenya is a country like I don't know how much debt we have, <laughs> but it is approximated that it will be five trillion. I think at twenty twenty two. That's according to some economists. You know, so for us to finance this mm-hmm. and we finance our budget, mm. we need money. You know. And there's no 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 persona and granter will come here and say that hey I'm giving you this ca- uh, amount of money to go and pay your bills and mm-hmm. and pay your debts you know mm-hmm. it is only us who will actually have will have that impact and mm-hmm. pay our debt because all these developments mm-hmm. are for our go- own mm-hmm. good and mm-hmm. benefit. All right. As an economic student, yeah. Um, who and, and again the beauty is you are in media. So, which means you have a you have a clear understanding of what's happening, which laws, which policies are being passed. Yes. What would you say is what would you what would you propose? Yeah. To be something that can be changed. To ensure that the cost of living in the country goes a bit lower. What could be changed? Uh, what, to should ensh- be? what should be? Yeah. To ensure that uh, the living standard of Kenya rises, I think uh, one of them is uh, the employment factor is very important. I think there need to be more jobs so that uh, the purchasing power of the country may rise and that will actually improve the living standard of people. Another thing that maybe uh, the government should look into is uh, I think the job thing is very important. And then uh, the development, the the long-term development, the what we call the social, the SGDs, 
Mm. Sustainable Development Goals. Yes, Sustainable okay. Development Goals. Those things the government should look into. Because let me ask you today, mm. if you're producing banana somewhere in Meru mm. and you don't have a road to Nairobi, how will you transport your banana? Good question. You know? Yeah. So if you have a road there, then actually the cost of transport will 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 re- will reduce your cost as a yeah. banana seller and then you will have you'll earn more. Health issues very important. You a healthy country is a wealthy country, you know. So if we have a healthy nation, then we will be having a wealthy nation mm-hmm. moving forward. Mm-hmm. I think um, maybe again um, matters to do with telecommunication. I think the government has done something great there because there's some people up to date cannot access like network. You know, they need to go somewhere in top of the mountain just to make sure that they they make calls and. Maybe these are some of the business deals that they should make and have some coin in their pockets, you know. So those are some of the factors that maybe the government should look into moving forward. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting when we, we, lo- we talk about all these things because they, they, they are at the heart of Mwananchi. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, like, um, if you look at if you look at economic index, if you if you look at even the government reports, yes, there's always like a feeling that our economy is growing, yeah, and for that matter, growing with double digits, yes. But if you look at if you trickle down to the people, yeah, this n- this that that feeling is not there. How Bro- is this how is this figure calculated? <laughs> oh, what does economic growth mean? That's Let's start there. We have two things we need to know: economic growth and economic development. One of them. Economic growth involves around, uh, uh, of course, calculating of the GDP, you know, calculation of the GDP. And uh, development means calculation of the GDP plus all those mega infrastructural development that the government is putting in place. So when you add this, all the government calls them economic growth. And when you look at how the government calculates its uh, its things, then it looks at long-term goals. While the ordinary Mwanainchi just thinks that, hey, when you build, you know, it just just think of short-term things, you know. For example, if uh, the government is building standard gauge railway up to now, it's not yet over. It's I think it's somewhere in uh, Naivasha or Nakuru, somewhere about there. So the people on that end does not, uh, or people from Kisumu, or uh, from the other parts of the country that is Western, blah, blah, they don't see the economic impact of the standard gauge railway. But when you come to an average point, then you will realize that this this project has really isn't transport system from Mombasa all the way to Nakuru, you know? So when the, govern- the government looks at an average thing, you know, not that, hey, you need to have money in your pocket so that the government can say that the economy is growing, not that way. Okay. Yeah. So we have to wait a little longer so that we can. Uh, you can uh, you can feel the the, the 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 goodies. Okay. Yes. Okay. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but then, how do we? And okay, fine. Yeah. How about GDP? How is GDP calculated? Uh, GDP. Gross domestic. Yeah. Product. GDP is calculated. That's so simple. Mm. How much do you earn, like, um, in a the earnings of everybody in this country mm. in a year mm-hmm. divided by the number of people in this country? Okay. And that one includes 
even the earnings of people, what we call people who are who are living abroad and are members of the nation and they contribute. Yeah. Okay. So that one divided by the number of people in the country. Okay. And it's so it's always not a good way to to actually perceive the economic growth of a country because we are not earning the same and therefore it may create some kind of disparity between the rich and the poor. Definitely, because th- th- that's what I'm thinking. Um, if if you look at the cost of um, manual labor, yes, it's almost always the same. Yeah, someone will always be paid between maybe uh, seven hundred to uh, seven hundred to uh, about fifteen hundred or two thousand a day. Y- yes, uh, and and these guys, even the guys, you know, like all these kind of sorts of sorts of income, they're quite minimal. Yes, but then when you hear something like the GDP, there was a GDP growth. Yeah, then you will. You always wonder, like, how is this figure really obtained? Yes. And like you said, it's not a good way to measure a country's economy. Economy, yeah. What would, be, what would you suggest? Um, I don't have any better suggestion, but I think <laughs> that's how the government has done it before. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes. And uh, maybe apart from GDP, uh-huh. uh, the government should come to a realization that uh, they need more proactive ways of measuring the economic growth of a country rather than just coming in with the GDP and uh, the mega infrastructural growth. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, definitely. Makes sense. Oh, yes. Wow. Um, usually, it's it's great having a chat with you. Uh, thank you very much. It's I really do appreciate it. Karibu sana. Yeah. It's really interesting to, because I think it's conversations that we need to have and keep on having. Moving forward. Moving forward and, yeah. you know, just to sort of get uh, to the grip of what... Um, the economy really means. Yes. Because the economy is growing, there's yeah. a clear outlook that there's growth. Yes, 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 yes. There are roads everywhere. Yeah. But that impact is not felt. Yeah. And, and like I asked you before, uh, how can we ensure that every local monarchy, any other person out there, feels that impact? I think that's what we need to try to grapple and try to answer. Sure, sure. Yeah. Because uh, I think that uh, even as we, as we, we eager to wait for you know there's a joke i had from turkana i don't yeah. know <laughs> so this was what their proposal you know so there is oil in turkana yes and the government is mining the oil Definitely. so maybe the the residents of turkana just thought that you know they need uh, they, they they need every every other every evening they should be getting some mpesa notification <laughs> <laughs> in their in their in their phones yeah but that one sh- that one can't work yes. it doesn't work that way you know Things are done in a systematic manner. And it is therefore each and every person will benefit for the, from this thing, whether directly or indirectly. That's why the government has invested on infrastructural development, maybe roads, hospitals, um, name them, SGR. There are just so many, you know, football teams, you know, football. BBI. I don't think so. No, that'd be stadiums, you know, they benefit in one way or the other. Which stadiums? Yeah? Which stadiums have been built? I think there is renovation of Nyao Stadium which okay, uh, Amina Mohammed said have. that it will be it will be over by March. Okay. If so how okay, is let's to go by? we have we have two major stadiums in the country. Yes. Uh, Kasarani and Nyayo. Yeah. Then we have City Stadium, which I don't know. Is it, is it operational? No, I've not been there for a while. Uh, then we had the one 
which was turned into Elid 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 Kipchoge. Yeah, it is being renovated. It's being renovated. Yes. The last time I checked, guys were were grazing there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then we had some other. We have another one in Machakos. You you you've forgotten to mention that. Which one is it? Machako Stadium. Machako Stadium. Yeah. I think also in Kisiwi there's a stadium. I've not been there. Gusi. So yeah, Gusi. <laughs> oh, uh, Gusi. Uh, okay. Yeah, then then we had some. Uh, we have one in like Mombasa, very nice stadium. Which there. one? Tononoka. Yeah, I think it's Tononoka. Uh, yeah. Then, of course. Um, Where people do play at night. It's an amazing stadium. I like it. Okay. I've been there. Okay. Personally. Okay. That's incredible. So, these kind of investments are the ones that the government. But then, why have stadiums when you don't have the youth who can play in those stadiums we have the youth we they have. do play okay yeah <laughs> we have them they do play there <laughs> like uh, we have teams you know football foot the, the government has actually come out to invest on arts culture and sports yes this, i think it's high time this is because Definitely. maybe uh the youthful generation are the one who have actually encroached all these fields and therefore, the government want to bring the youth on board, and that's why it has heavily invested in that platform. I, I am, I'm definite. I'm, I'm actually more confident that Amina Mohammed will be doing a great job moving forward. I love that. Like I told you, <laughs> I love your confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really think uh, how you communicate is definitely. Of essence, yeah, and I want to thank you so much again. I'd love to do this again. Sure, and sure. Next time, I'd like us to to uh, look in terms of economy, economies, global economies. Mm. I'd like us to look at uh, Norway. Norway. The be- because the reason why I picked Norway is because of how they grew from their natural resources. Yeah. Then I want us to see how Kenya can learn. Yeah. From Norway's use of um, how they handle their natural resources. Yes. And and also we can take a case study, Democratic Republic of Congo, and see how they're using their natural resources and see what you can also learn from them. No, I, I don't think we can learn from DRC. <laughs> DRC is the poorest country in the world. Yes, it is the poorest. Yeah. But then the richest in terms of resources. In terms of resources. But they are not doing enough to make sure that they, they place... You know, you, you can't compare DRC with Kenya. Kenya is quite high as yeah. far as... Nini matters economic growth yes, is even concerned, mm. even democracy, you know. Oh, there's a fight going on in DRC now, trust yeah. me. Yes, yeah, I know. I know that. <laughs> I, I, like, that's a fact. <laughs> what I'm saying, uh, wh- why do we always have to learn from... We need to learn from their mistakes so that we don't do them. We have had our own mistakes, <laughs> and I think... But we've never had natural resources in the amount of, you know, like what we have right now. Yeah, but but if we don't have natural resources, then we guys we guys just have to live with what we have. <laughs> we can't create any. We are so, not the gods. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So next time when we when we meet, I'd like us to look at uh, Norway as a country. Yeah. In terms of their natural resources, because they were they extracted them and also. Yeah. Then we also look at some of the mistakes that DRC have made. And then we we try and show that as a country we do not get there. Yeah. Then lastly, you said that BBI is not um, a project. Uh, the government is heavily investing in it. Do you think? <laughs> um, matters BBI, I'm not even sure because <laughs> it's a political process and uh, that one is for the political plus, plus other to play about it. Okay. And uh, maybe see, because today they had a rally, I've not checked my Twitter on what did transpire, but I think by nine I'll be having all the details on matters BBI. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. We've done that in the news. That's what I want to ask you <laughs> now to do. Just yes, that's your mic. 
Come on. You usually, they usually tell you this so, in the studio. So, somebody yeah, this is your screen. Do you need a teleprompter? What is it called? So. What is it called? Is eh? it, what is it called? Tele? Yeah, yeah, you can call it teleprompter. Otoki, we just, just okay. Okay. That's your, uh, so <laughs> that was a, this, is, this is radio. That's your microphone. Um, look at that direction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Oh, okay. News that? I don't know. You, you pick. I don't want to do news at one. Mpenzi mtazamaji. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's do it. Um, do I have anything to do with like highlights? I don't think so. Do you have you do your thing. Okay. okay. I mean, freestyle. Here you do your, do your thing. Do you. <laughs> now, a very good afternoon to you. We trust you doing well. Thank you very much for joining us here at Campus Radio. Now we have all the latest uh, stories you need to know at this particular hour, including the BBI rally that was taking place in Kitui, and the rally was attended by one of the NASA principals, Kalonzo Musioka. Now that plus much more forms part of our bulletin this afternoon. But, of course, let's take a close look at the highlights before we get into a broader perspective of the news. Damn, bro. <laughs> Let me ask you, just, just take the mic one more time. I just have one last question. What? I wish you guys could see this. What's with the hands? Huh? I, 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 see all, I see all people who read the news. Mm. There's a way they do with their hands. You know, they stretch their hands. <laughs> they return their feet. What's, what's with the hands? Uh, I think the trust should, should, be, should be in your confidence and uh, maybe uh, raise your level of adrenaline. Uh, yes. So when you open yourself, you become confident. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you, you know, your adrenaline goes high and, you know, you have the stage and therefore you should deliver what is expected of you. At Miranda Dixon, hashtag YellowTepCRK. At Emmanuel underscore Opemo, that is where you can find me on Twitter and of course Instagram, Emmanuel Joseph and Facebook. I have a personal account, although you can follow me there, of course, Emmanuel Oma is my name on Facebook and I have a page and uh, the page is called The Economy of Kenya. Go there, like and follow because I have more than 2,000 subscribers, so please <laughs> just make sure that you do <laughs> you follow me there so that you can get all the, the information you need to know as far as politics as far as economy and as far as social culture thank you so much Omar I appreciate bro I'll see you next time Saturday maybe ah, just, <laughs> by the way you watch me on Monday on TV I do, do something there at KUTV and I, li- I like it alright yeah, yeah. at what time at 1? Uh, on Monday at 9 Tuesday 9 Thursday 1 Friday 1 all right yeah. thank you so much Asante at campus radio ke you know how we do it i want to be rich i want to be famous i want to have lots and lots of money Soar above the clouds, I wanna be free Like Nelson Mandela Stand tall like a pyramid, so, so courageous No place I'd rather be There's no place I'd rather be Live and die in Africa
my brow, the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Nasi choki nyumbani, mwacha milam tumwa. Hey, no place I'd rather go.